With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. conditions apply. See website for details. Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Kajar with 1.91% APR and 1,000 euro cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finance is made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie. Welcome to the Gamerland Podcast. This is episode 539. I am your host, Justin Warsham. With me, as always, is the one, the only, the, the KevinMiller.com. Jump and press the circle button, Kevin. I, it, it, let's just stop. I'm going to play with Flipboard. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a... I Kevin's, forgot how great this app is. Kevin's hyper-obsessed with the uh, app that is him. It It's... For those of you who don't have Flipboard or an iPad, welcome to 2010. I mean, come on. Oh, good for you. <laughs> uh, I have... I, I We were trying to find some gaming news, and I forgot that there's this wonderful magazine-style app on your iPad that calls the internet and turns it into a pretty-looking magazine for you to, to flip, and it just feels like I'm flipping through a digital digital magazine. I wish you could see his eyes right now. He is literally reading the Us Weekly of Kevin Miller interests. Oh, so many things that have to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> for example, beyond Two Souls Review, scores are decidedly mixed. Uh-oh. That comes that from... That seems like a lot of money to be paying for uh, decidedly Juno mixed. and... Uh, the Green Goblin to be <laughs> in a game together, and for that to not pay off. Meanwhile, is, who does uh, who does Grand Theft Auto Five have in it that is known? Uh, I don't Kate think Upton. It, <laughs> I don't know. Really? I, don't, I hope I think, so. They saw, I would love for the voice of Kate Upton, yeah, to, to be, be a Grand Theft Auto <laughs> for no other reason. As like, if to say, this is the only way we can animate her boobies. Is you know, if we, we let her get talk it into a microphone. We need to get Kate Upton. You know, she's not really an actress. I don't. Yeah, I just I, I need to mocap her. 
<laughs> no, she had a thing on on the internet where she she took the picture of the you know the blonde bikini girl uh-huh. throwing at the peace sign and put a picture of her in some shoot in almost the exact same pose, just not flipping the the peace sign and holding uh-huh. an iPhone. But it's like the same arc in her back and the same kind of angle. And she even writes like, "Was I in GTA Five? I don't remember that." Uh, and it's clear that somebody was like, "You know what picture we should use? This thing with Kate Upton." <laughs> I mean, it's, oh my gosh! Did you find it? Yeah, it's spot on. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> how did you find you searched Kate Upton Grand Theft Auto Five and yeah. Oh, one of my favorite. Look at this. You don't one. need the internet. You can do it for you. This one is it does steps to lead you. Yeah, to how they got to it. How they right. got to that. Like her phone is in her hand, but in this one she's holding the phone. That's good. We'll have to I put guess that on the but Facebook in the, page. In the actual photo, I think she's holding a brush. Yeah, she's holding a brush or maybe a shoe. In the original? She's holding a clamshell to her areola, uh, which is also covered by a bathing suit. But then they start to cartoon it and change it to a phone, and then she steps out. I mean, it's the same picture. Nah, I don't think so. Come on. I think think, uh, a little bit of narcissism, Kate Upton. (laughs) uh, She's uh, she's about to call in. Oh, Kate Upton. Here's here's, uh, the Inquisitor, because inquisiting minds have to know. Uh, uh, is Kate Upton in GTA 5? Rockstar denies it, but Grand Theft Auto 5 features many uh, noticeable doppelgangers have previously reported by the Inquisitor. Kate Upton's nude photos leak probably got the most traffic for the model this year. What, Wait, what is that sound? That what is, is happening? That is some kind of ad that they want us to listen to about Ja Rule. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you just said. Ja Rule is a rapper. Oh, I thought um, it was like the rule juror. One uh, one user spotted a GTA Five uh, character that looks suspiciously like, suspiciously like Kanye West. Facebook's Mark Z- uh, Zuckerberg is featured in a parody social network called Life Invader. Uh, <laughs> GTA Five Beach Girl goes by Bikini Girl and Blonde Girl as well. Some people think she looks like Justine Eza- Ezerick, Ivan Strahovski, or a Candace Swainpool. So you Poole. mean so blonde model? Yeah. She looks like a blonde model. Yeah. So, oh, look, they even overlay it. Wow. They're showing an animation where they actually overlay the arch of the back and everything. It doesn't quite match up. To, ma- to match the two. Yeah. So you know, the, when, you know what that means? People have far too much free time on their hands. Yeah. That means that, means that the terrorists are right for hating us. Mm. And uh, that we... We are uh, a sedi- sedimentary, sedentary? Why am I not playing Grand Theft Auto V? Is, is that an article you're reading? Or? Yeah. Oh. Why are you not playing Grand Theft Auto? I don't know. Auto Let's 5. find out. Zergnet.com says Justin Warsham is not playing Grand Theft Auto V. <laughs> Inquisiting minds would like to know. Uh, it has been said that the comedian re- living currently in the Southern California Valley has not yet purchased a GTA V, although sources say that it is on his Amazon wish list. He uh, has been quoted as saying that he is currently working on Last of Us and that it is one of the top three games that he will be purchasing once completed. Warsham is of the mindset of finishing a game before he moves on and will not purchase GTA V until he has finished a game from his current library. What what website is that? Zergnet.com reports. Is there anything about me? Um, let's see. Uh, what do you want to that know was, about that you? That was creepily accurate. <laughs> <laughs> what game am I going to play next? Uh, oh, Zergnet also has an article about here. Famed Sly Cooper voice actor Kevin Miller 
uh, is wondering, what game will I be purchasing next? Not only is he wondering, but also are the fans of his growing podcast, Gamerland Podcast, a.k.a. Second Funniest Podcast, a.k.a. JK Show. That's right. He is the only podcaster to have three names in as many years of his co-hosting the show with up-and-coming comedian Justin Warsham. Uh, but get back. getting back to the point, what will Kevin Miller be purchasing? Let's just say it will not be a platform game of his vocal likeness as a raccoon. It will probably be the, uh, what's it say? It will probably be some toy box version of Disney Infinity, but sources also say that he is highly anticipating the release of Skylanders Swap Force. Is that correct? That's correct. Oh, yeah. wow. That uh, is so... Uh, I don't know what's weirder about this, the fact that it's accurate, the fact that while you're saying all these things, you're actually reading the page. <laughs> really kind of creeps me out. I wish we should we should put a camera in here sometime. <laughs> the, the reading uh, yeah. Kate Upton in a bikini? Yeah, the, <laughs> oh, oh, was this just a ploy she so you is, could stare at Kate Upton's she boobies? She's clearly amused for a lot. <laughs> a lot of people think that it, uh, she's just amused for zipping of pants, but no, evidently she could uh, create an audio bit or two. <laughs> Zipping of pants? Yeah. Uh, let's go to the entertainment center. <laughs> Yorkin, flirkin, hapin, herpin, mom. So, uh, Kate Upton's boobs are right. Uh-huh. I, I am stoked for Skylander Swap Force. Yeah. Uh, it it kind of annoys me. It, it's almost like a drug at this point where I'm I get a little itchy thinking about about Skylanders. And, oh, did you forget to start the yeah, clock? Well, uh, well, let's just start, start from over. here. Yeah, yeah start d- hit delete. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, what you don't know is that we just talked about a Kate Upton. Man, was it funny. <laughs> so great. You know, we'll keep it in. Never mind. Ignore that thing I just said. <laughs> um, I'll just pick it up from here. From three, two, one, go. Okay, so <laughs> as as you don't know, I was talking about Skylander Swap Force. <laughs> I, oh, I'm... Okay, so are, much. How excited are you about the ability just to swap parts to existing Skylanders? I'm stupid excited about really? it, and it really bums me out because I know, mm-hmm. I know that it's a gimmick. And you know, my wife and I were having this lovely conversation just last mm-hmm. night, and uh, no, it really was lovely. Uh-huh. Like it started off with us, like you don't listen to what I like. <laughs> Both of us talking like that, and by the end of it, like, oh, I didn't know you felt that way about that. And I'm explaining my love for Skylanders. She's like, I don't understand. It's a kids' game. Why do you really like it? At any point, did she go, Why do you love these toys so much, Kevin? Yes. Did that ever happen yeah. at all? A couple of times. But I but I was easily able to say, Oh. <laughs> you don't get it, and you never will. That's good. Sounds like things are going good. Yeah, it was a really good conversation. Yeah. Uh, no, but I was able, and I've uh, you, I actually described our conversation about Skylanders before on what the show. What did Quinn say when it was his turn? I have a poopy paper. <laughs> I didn't know what Quinn was going to sound like. <laughs> that may not have been the right one that I Quinn. wanted. Dad, Dad, I have the poops inside of me. There it is. Dad, I have the poops inside of me. Father, would you change my dirty diaper? Please. It is filled with peas and carrots and beef. Oh, just, he has an accent fitting his name, I see. <laughs> I am Quinn. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, you're not really quit? When do you turn those knobs? Because I don't see that happen. Okay, this is only fun for you and I. So <laughs> That's not true. Skylanders, uh, as we discussed before, you know, I, on the show I've even said, I don't know what it is I like about this game so much, but it really gets under my skin. Yeah, because originally you said it was the idea that there were toys you yeah. could play with and the actual game that, mm-hmm. that they fit into. But, I mean, while... I don't know if you actually sit down and play with the toys as if they're toys. Dude, I would love to. I know you would love like, <laughs> Here's what my interpretation of that was, is that if this had been around with a 12 to oh. 22-year-old Kevin, then he would be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know see, what I mean? Now, like a, the way you play with them is you line them up on your desk, I yeah. imagine. And, and I move them around. Right. Uh, every now and then I've played with them. and Because I remember you shared a story that you put them on the nightstand, yeah. and your wife was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Now they live on the computer. If I take them anywhere, they, they travel there. Yeah. I find them inspiring. I like. I think they're very attractive, and they're very cool. And there are times where I look at them, they kind of, they're my muse. They're my Kate Upton. <laughs> 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 and uh, <laughs> safer for your marriage, right, um, for sure. Um, but the you know, like we've discussed on the show before, I feel like they hit many heartstrings for me. There's just a lot, like anything, like um, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. I enjoy it on many levels. So you know, just as at the point that I'm getting, you know, I've enjoyed one element of it. Some other element attracts me, and I get to enjoy that uh, part of it. I love the collection of it. I love the way they look. I love the fact that they're a real thing. I love the leveling of them up. I enjoy the combat on difficult levels it's a challenging game and there's strategy involved there's we a still puzzle. haven't beaten chaos that's a hard that's a hard i'll come over with my guys and we'll just bang it out it'll be it'll take a half i hour. almost brought it up when you came over on your day off to play disney infinity oh yeah it's, uh, oh that day jacob was losing interest i was gonna say well if you want maybe kevin can help you beat yeah. chaos but then i was like Oh, I, I think it's the guys that you need. It's not like the, yeah, he would, not your depends actual on how many prowess guys. as a Skylander. Yeah, you need a lot of guys. As depends a portal on... master, I apologize. Thank you. Verbiage is not <laughs> That's very right. good. Yeah, see, and there are elements to the game where like that gets really muddy within the story. Like the the character that your Skylander gets congratulated, but but they actively recognize that you, the portal master, are the one that's doing it. So they don't. It's it's very confusing. Um, but it doesn't matter. Screw you, Bob. Yeah, <laughs> it's not him this time around. So the so why my heart was slightly broken. If you remember the very first release of Skylander, the basic Skylander in store single unit is nine ninety nine. You can usually get a set of three unit guys together for twenty four for twenty five dollars. The for now that we're in wave three of the game, they'll take like one new guy and box them with two existing characters that you already have in new poses. Huh? <laughs> Craigator and Craigatee. <laughs> so there are a couple times with the previous iteration Giants and what's coming where I was forced to buy uh, characters that I already own just to get that one character because it was the only way to are get it. Are they backwards compatible? Yes. So wow. if they are first generation characters, so if you Spyro is in all three games, Spyro that's released for the upcoming Swap Force, you can play that Spyro on the previous two games mm. because he's the same. The light core variations, you can't because they have additional powers and the toy is different. When you put them down, it's not just a different pose. They light up. They have different functionality. So there are no light core powers in the first game. But they tell you right on the box. It works with this, works with that, doesn't work with this. But you could play the character because I, yeah. I have light core guys that we play oh, in you the do? first game. Oh, great. Then I must but be I mistaken. I don't know if... Well, they might have special powers that are only playable in that's the second game. That's probably true. That's probably true. But, the, but I can definitely play the light force Oh, that's great. Powers. In the first one. Yeah. So we then, have an Eruptor and Prism Break 
that are light force. Oh, and those are the light core guys. Yeah. yeah. So those guys are oh, twelve ninety nine. I forgive you. Like swap force, light core, mm-hmm. force and core, <laughs> core force. So uh, <laughs> light core characters are twelve ninety nine. Giants were fourteen ninety nine. So aye, aye, the aye. giants are two hundred percent larger than the standard Skylander. So for fifteen dollars, I'm like, okay. So swap force characters at Toys R Us will be sixteen ninety nine. Well played. Uh, in any other store like GameStop, they'll be fifteen ninety nine. They'll be sixteen dollars for one character. There and there are how many? Thirty. Sixteen of those. There are sixteen swap force characters. Then sixteen standard new characters that are nine ninety nine that they box in with a bunch of other stuff and, and uh, all over the place. So I mean, you're looking to drop probably over the course of this next series. Eight hundred dollars. I, I, that's just a guess. I don't, not knowing how they plan to package or, or release them. Um, yeah, that hurts, and that makes it a little hard for yeah. for single daddy. Uh, not that I'm a single daddy, but you know, single player <laughs> single daddy, <income. laughs> single single player daddy, single in- income daddy. Yeah, uh, to pick all that up, that stuff up. Um, but here's what I <laughs> what I was so. So you wait, I'm, just so I'm clear though, yeah. the single part is that if your wife was on board, then you think this would be easier for you to purchase. Oh yeah, I know I would, but that wouldn't happen. Uh, that wouldn't. She wouldn't be my wife. <laughs> she was down with with blowing all our money on Skylanders. Oh, I see. Um, but here's the thing: like I was saying, the, with a parable, your parable. Uh, you know, when I was 12, I would have wanted all of them and never purchased any. Yes. Like I would have had like four. Then when I hit like 23, I would have bought. Every one of them, and not like the thought day you twice. Bought three consoles at GameStop. Exactly. Or yeah. Yeah. Because I, it wouldn't have been a big deal because I had money coming out of my face, just like barfing money. Yeah. And then, and still up until just a few years ago, before I got married, I was still rolling like that. Like if I really wanted something, then I'd rearrange and, and do that, and wouldn't think twice. In fact, there was <laughs> just before we got married, like the week before, I was painting figurines for. Um, uh, uh, 40k Warhammer 40k, yeah. And I got into that for about a month because my brother was teaching me how. And I, ha- it takes a little bit of an investment to get started. You have to buy all the paint, all the characters to paint. You have to buy the brushes. You have to buy the 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 uh, carving tools. It's a it's a substantial amount of money. And uh, <laughs> and I realized I needed some more gear after my per- original purchase. And I was like, well, maybe I'll get, wait till after my honeymoon and go out and get that. I was like, no, this week this money is still mine. <laughs> I'm going to go get what I need now because in two weeks, she's going to have a vote in this. And I told her that. More than just a vote. Yeah, she gets 50% of the choice. So I told her that after I had purchased it, and she said that was very smart of you. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, young Padawan. (laughs) So so now, yeah, you have to make the choices of what to purchase. But the thing that, that I was just blown away by you know and i go back and forth with being in love or interested with the swap force and ultimately i'll probably enjoy all the characters but uh so there are 16 characters tops and bottoms uh which make a total of 256 swap abilities is what they call it wow yeah right so that you have a different top you know one guy and then 16 different bottoms that he can compare against so i go on their website to to check it out and they finally have like brought their website up to the level of a billion dollar franchise that it is ignore it for a while it just said like skylanders yeah. <laughs> and a cloud and some stuff but there's now some and then some links and to links their like a games. claim and toys for bob were yeah the exactly only things that were there really going on so now they have you it's know like, guys real... you have t-shirts well, yeah mega t-shirts blocks and underwear and now mega blocks yeah it just it's 
money pouring out of your mouth. So they have a thing where you can see the characters. Angry Birds is getting angry at you. <laughs> yeah, it's de- Angry Birds versus Skylanders. <laughs> so they um, part three. <laughs> now it's personal. <laughs> now it's personal. How do I do it? Now it's personal. Do you want to do what? There you go. Yes, no, it's personal. Okay, thanks. <laughs> so they um, so they, they finally have a nicely organized website where you can choose what kind of character, regular, light core, giant, swappable, and then cross-reference it with the element that it is, fire, undead, so on and so forth. And then it gives you pictures of all of them. But then on the main Swap Force page... This will blow you away. Right. On the main SWAT 4 page, it, it start, I thought it was going to be a joke. It starts with, like, top and bottom, and, and the characters are moving through on a really high-res flash video. So it's showing top character, bottom character, and then it goes, make your choice. And there are arrows on either side. So you can, in real time, swap the, the top and the bottom to see the 16 different matches. So that's kind of cool, and it shows you, you know, the rattlesnake top and the spider robotic legs, and it names whatever it is, you know, rattle, rise, or something. But then there's a play button, and you press play, and there's a 30-second short with that exact combination of characters. And what they do in the game with that with that gun and with those legs, yeah. there are 256 30-second promo videos for each of the possible swapping characters. Wow. That's a billion-dollar franchise in what you do on a website. And I sat there and, like, I tried to break it. I'm like, oh, yeah, you got this combo? You do. <laughs> okay, do you have this combo? You do. And it's not like same footage or same game. Like, it's somebody played the game, cut it all together, and made a decent little promo of it. That If you want to play that character, you can see 30 seconds of what that guy can do. Wow. Hold on. This is going to be old school. Natalie, are you there? This is old school. JK yeah. Show. It's bringing it back. We have, we have our own studio. Huh? Oh, I have to push stop? All right. What three. if this is gold? What if this <laughs> this is really good for the people to hear? He lost his first tooth. Uh oh. Oh, this now it sounds really bad. Uh, All we'll, right. We'll make it funny when we come back. Okay. <laughs> and we're back. Okay. <laughs> that baby was delicious. Yeah, funny thing, when you eat a baby, you become a demon. Oh, I think that's medically true. Well, we've scientifically proven it. Now all we have left to do is publish a paper. Yeah, bro. And then it becomes a part of medical science. It's in the Journal of Medicine, and it's a thing. It's like Willy Wonka. Yeah, that guy's a bitch. I need a different laugh than you. Do your laugh. <laughs> I'll do this. <laughs> oh, I see. You need a breathy laugh? Yeah. Well, if I do my real laugh, I'm like... <laughs> it doesn't sound sound different. Sounds like you've been smoking. <laughs> well, down here you have to. I'm, I'm on fire right now. <laughs> That's hard. Sounds like two different people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if I'm up here, it's even cooler. <laughs> Dude, I gotta get one of these for my cell phone. <laughs> Suck on this, T-Pain. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> in other news. So that's what I'm excited about uh, Skylanders for. I... <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll let you know. Uh, so we're going to uh, take a little time off. Actually, the game comes what if out. We, uh, what if we hear... Uh, yeah, I, I, I might end up beating these words. Yeah, go. I think you might be a fan of them. Um, what um, if um. you created a Kickstarter? Okay, <laughs> right for our listeners 
to contribute to you being able to have Skylander that, Swamp I don't think swamp they. Force. I would love that. I don't think they allow that. That's not what do you mean? Thing. Kickstarter doesn't do that kind of thing. It it has to be projects and stuff. You can't you can't raise money. Okay, for... we'll call it that. You're going to be raising money for your podcast. Then <laughs> by they will uh, they'll follow up. They you you enter into a legal binding contract that you have to produce the results of the thing that you offer. Okay, let's do this. Everybody give five hundred dollars to the show, uh-huh. and I'll just go get Skylanders. Oh, that's I, it. I think I like that plan. Better idea. Okay. I'll set up a public Amazon account, uh-huh. and you can just buy me a Skylander. <laughs> have it shipped directly to my house. Pay extra to have it wrapped, and I'll I'll take a video of me unwrapping it and singing. Well, an that's awesome what I mean. Like you could you. do some kind of. Uh, maybe you should look into Fund Anything as well. That's another one of those oh, crowdsourcing yeah? websites. And maybe it's not such a stickler for what yeah, you do. Yeah. But uh, so that you could do, I think people here would gladly pay ten dollars for you to uh, call them or do their outgoing message. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'll work for hire. Yeah, sure. Then you could. Then I'll be on your podcast or answer your fan mail. And then (laughs) (laughs) don't think that's the spirit of what we're talking about. Well, wait. Am I going to start paying you to be on my podcast? It takes takes something for me to answer fan mail because Lord knows I don't do it yet. (laughs) You write an email or put a thing on Facebook. I write, but if you send a hard letter, I'm just like, how does it work? Is it do I click on the stamp? Well, they don't call it snail mail for nothing, right? Am I telling you what? That's not the post office. That's not a dig on them. They yeah. get their post taste. Yeah, it's the people. Six cents more than what we grew up with, but still. <laughs> and you have to pay for post taste. Yeah, that's a lot of. That's money. five dollars. So, uh, your family will not be getting Skylander Swap Force. No, but okay. Jacob, Jacob is. Does, this is this is my kind of thing. I want my son to have stuff, right? Yeah, but I have to but I have to kind of sit there and go, yeah, but what do you really need? And so now he has more stuff than what he could ever play with. And yeah. that is a dangerous world for me uh as a parent because I feel like he's just going to what if he becomes obsessed with having stuff? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's what dominates his life. And I haven't quite decided because I know that there are people that are collectors that uh, that's what makes them happy. You know what I mean? You're looking at one. I am. Yeah. Nah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I didn't think of it that way. But yeah. yeah. And you are listening to one. <laughs> <laughs> and for ten dollars, you could have one. Do your outgoing message. <laughs> I'll say something like this. Hey, thanks for calling, Alan. Alan's awesome. Leave a message. <laughs> that one's for free if your name's Alan. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> what if eighty percent of our audience was Alan? Man. Oh, you crowdsourced. I really out need of, to do my research before I do bits. I really <laughs> hope that I can mark the time and remember to go back and bleep out that name. <laughs> uh, but but here's the thing: like you could be happy collecting things, but my fear is is that I might accidentally be cultivating like an obsession. Yeah. That he, you know what I mean. And so there, what I found the better lesson is is that what what I my kind of parenting mantra is that struggle is good. Mm-hmm. So it is better for him if he really wants to play Skylander Giants and he really wants to play Skylander Swap Force. The only rule is that he has to finish the first one. Yeah, first he doesn't though. Like he, yes. I mean, he clearly he's given up. He's not talking about it. He doesn't no. play with the guys. He loves turtles though. The Ninja yes, Turtles. The Ninja Turtles. So if there was a Ninja Turtle Skylander game, 
Then he might See, turn over a wheelbarrow to get it. The the, the di- oh yes, when is that coming, Nickelodeon? Get on this toy based interactive gaming thing. Um, that's the that's the thing that I was as a kid. Like I was not. That's one of the things that I love about Skylanders is that it makes me happy to have the complete set mm-hmm. of something. So when I was a kid, there was this flea market uh, that we went to, and they for like two dollars you could get this little wind up you know pull back electric truck go off. I thought it was so cool. I went home, and for two weeks, I just played the hell out of it. And the whole time I was thinking, there's a box of these. It was just something you're supposed to put in, like, a... Uh, like a, a grocery or um, liquor store, mm-hmm. you know, and you pop the the top of the of the cardboard thing, fold it in on itself, and then it has a display, and then twelve little cars sit in the plastic thing. You're supposed to just grab a toy and check out while you buy your beef jerky and and Jack Daniels for your kid, like any good stepdad. And, <laughs> and, um, and so, but I knew that this this flea market had boxes of the things, and that they would sell me. So I I waited all for two weeks till we went back to the flea market. And I gathered all my quarters and all my money and i knew i was going to go in there and find it went right up to the fresh box that they took out took the one guy that i already owned out of the box rocked right up to him been like i will take the set sir and i would like the box and they were like (laughs) they were stoked they're like yeah you're gonna buy 11 of these stupid trucks in one sweep do it kid and i went home I set them up, and they were on my desk for years, just like I own. And I didn't play with the trucks a lot. Like, I'd get out and push them around. But it was more about the fact that I had all 12. But don't you think there's also something to be said that you had to gather together? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it was an earning aspect. Absolutely. And that's what I'm trying to support is that uh, – That's part of the – that's the hunt. Right. Yeah. And I think what's interesting about it, too, is that today he stumbled upon the sack boy you got him for Christmas, yes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had that. He was playing with that today, and he goes, Dad, can we play this game again? I said, we sure can. That'd that's be cool. Fun, you know, and uh, so maybe he'll come back around to it. Uh, but, yeah, I've, I just – I have – he he sees commercials and he wants everything. Like, yeah, and that's not okay. That's that's the new. Th- it's a weird thing for anybody. I know that I'm starting to have a lot of crossover listeners now between yeah. the dad podcast and this one. And that so for those of you mega podcast <laughs> that was without the effect and that's, that was sounded that pretty was good. Well done. That was very well done. That was you uh, knowing like a, you know how like if you just believe you could bend yeah. a board that yeah. could be enough. You yeah, know that's what I mean? it. That's what happened. You just neoed. You matrixed the demon voice within you. Um, but uh, that my grandfather uh, before he passed away did an episode of uh, my dad podcast and he talked about how I asked him. I sat down thinking this is going to be a fun conversation with the redneck yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about parenting. And the man barely has a high school education, uh, was a chicken farmer all of his, his life, grew up in the Great Depression where his toys were literally uh, eaten corn cobs. Like that, wow, was, wow. that was all he had to play with. And then he would, be, he would use them as horses until somebody had to go use the restroom. And that was when his horse became toilet paper. Wow. Yeah. So when I told him, I said, well, what is and it? And he was like, oh, that's horse shit. <laughs> yeah. Boom. I knew it was there. Um, <laughs> so what, he, what happened is that he, I thought, I asked him, I said, what do you think uh, you would do differently about raising kids today? Thinking he was going to give the stereotypical thing of, like, oh, they need to pull their pants up and stop listening to that rock and roll music. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> and his, re- his response was genuinely like, I have no idea. Really? I don't. I don't know how you could he, – he said – he goes, when I was growing up, we didn't know what other people had because yeah. we were isolated, and all we listened to was the radio. He said, kids today, how do you convince them that they can't have what they want? Yeah. Like, that's 
that everything and and everywhere they see they're being told that they need this and i thought it was incredibly interesting uh not for me not like not, like not as a internet broadcaster no but like as a time capsule yes yeah and also that my intent was to almost kind of laugh at my grandfather but this this he did the thing that you see in john hughes movies he, <laughs> the redneck you know fool of a character yeah, said yeah. the most wise thing that had ever been discussed in the hour 15 minutes we talked on the show and he <laughs> was dropping some mad media theory and commercial economics on nice. you at the same time and saying that he goes Kids today, hold on. There's a there's a battleship. Wow, that's rare for you. Well, it's uh, you can't hear it because I ha- I have the sliding glass door open, so that oh, I can that's work. But anyway, he was essentially saying that you know with commercials being what they are, that kids are just always thinking, well, I need that, I need that. They're always after because the that's next how we're thing. that's what we're built. That's what we saw in the movie Christmas Story, right? Yeah, like that first generation of kids with Batman, Superman, uh, Lone Ranger, like all those radio serials that like tapping into a child's need to have everything without the limitations of an adult of knowing I can't have everything. Yeah. As a grown Kevin, I have to make the choice. I literally will look at things and be like, I don't need that. That's a Skylander. I've made that choice many. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to lunch today because that would cost as much as a Skylander, and I'd rather have a Skylander mm-hmm. than, than have a meal at some trendy little Hollywood cafe. Yeah. But a kid doesn't know that. Nope. They want they want the best things on the menu, and they want the cool so toy. So that's my every every morning when we're watching Nickelodeon and afternoon or morning now I think it's Cartoon Network and afternoon is Nickelodeon but uh priorities the show it's funny that I I used to laugh at parents that now because that's the new trend uh, I've heard is that a lot of uh people are using Netflix streaming because there's no commercials and they could just put on or Hulu or yeah, yeah yeah um which is great for parents and but at the same time my thought on that is that how do you then how do you fight that like how do, what do how you mean? Do, like i feel like anytime you shelter your kid from something eventually it's going to creep up on them so my idea is i let jacob watch all the commercials even though i would it would be easier for me because then i wouldn't have to now my thing is i just say when well, you could put on your christmas list or you can yeah, 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 put yeah. on your birthday list you know those are my thing but um but so I'm, my point is, is that I let him see the commercial so I can have that struggle with it. Whereas if I tried to shelter him from it, then eventually it's going to come about. I think it's smart. Yeah. Because I remember being a kid and being super annoyed with the birthday Christmas list line. Because for me, they both happen within four days of yeah. each other. So it meant one day, one week out of a year, I would finally get things that I wanted. And I would be annoyed to be like, it's March. Like, I may not want this in nine months. <laughs> but they were banking I like that on you that. have that awareness. Yeah. But, that's what but you they are. Knew, but I knew that, like, I would enjoy it for the next three months like yeah. i know i would like to play with this over the summer but i'm not going to get to until until the new school year <laughs> like, like, I, it was pretty rough <laughs> oh, that's the best thing my dad ever did was get a get me a paper out yeah but, um, to make you make your own choices but see the the collector inside of me knows that your son loves ninja turtles and i'm like how can we get him the complete set like this whole time i've been thinking about it. does he have what turtles does he have he has them all he has all of them? He has he all has, the turtles. He has all four turtles, or does he have all the characters? He has, he has Dog Pound and... He does not have Dog Pound. He doesn't have the Krang and... He does not have the Krang. You see, then he doesn't have them all. We need to go to Target. <laughs> he has all four turtles. No, Hold that on. does not count. He has all four turtles. Okay. He has Splinter, mm-hmm. uh, Shredder, okay. Metalhead. All right. Uh, and he just got a bad guy. Who's the bad guy? The The fish? Fish face? Maybe he did get Dog Pound. Did you see him open Dog Pound for his birthday? Uh, I saw Dog Pound at uh, at the store. Okay. 
I was. T- I think I told my mom to get him dog pound, but she didn't get him. That now that I'm th- saying this out loud, so he, he didn't does, get it. So he's one bad guy. So he's he's yeah. six good guys and one bad guy, which is his frustration. He wants, to, but he's also kind of transitioning, and I don't know if it's because a th- he lives in a, a cable world, <laughs> uh, and I know I feel like we're getting way off topic here, but I don't think so. I'm writing this on the itinerary. <laughs> he 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 lives in a world of cable and instant access entertainment, so. Like, I feel like what was fun about the Ninja Turtles when I was a kid is I, I remember liking to play with them and fight and how yeah, yeah, yeah. how they were. Like, there's I, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it because there is something to be said about the fact that the show pops back onto the scene and becomes almost the same hit it was when we were kids. Yeah. Now, I know I'm not stupid enough to be- not know that... That was a lot of negatives. I don't. There's a lot of knots. Um, are we having garlic knots? Yes, you are welcome. <laughs> that there, a lot of it has to do with the fact that you know dads like myself yep. are going. I love Ninja Turtles. Watch this. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, there isn't a lot that could be pushed down a kid's throat. Oh, but there are several elements to that to the new Ninja Turtles that strike chords that our Ninja Turtles were not hitting. Right. The the fact that it looks like a toy, the yes. art style. I mean, we saw the revisit of the art style that it was more classic animation, and then uh, over a summer it came back looking like it does now, like Star Wars, um, Clone Wars, uh, and the fact that it's on Nickelodeon. But I think I think that I think more so than the toy aspect because my kid wasn't really interested in the toys. Like, here's the thing. That- no, but the, it's not so much that it makes you want to buy it. It's that the art style looks like something you can touch. I see. Which makes it tactile, which makes it, I want to grab that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I can I can feel, I've never, I, I look at the turtles and I'm like, I know what that, I know what it feels like. I'm doing, I'm doing the hand gesture. You're grabbing Kate Upton right now. <laughs> Check it she out. She is also four this- and a half feet taller than him. This is Michelangelo. <laughs> Your Kate Upton is my Michelangelo. Let's, hold on. Let's superimpose her photo over okay. Michelangelo and see the similarity. Clearly it's the same thing. <laughs> Booyaka shot, indeed. <laughs> oh, now I want some Carl's Jr. <laughs> so, um, the the other thing that is uh, successful about it is the fact that it's on Nickelodeon, and you have the entire machine of Nickelodeon pushing this thing forward. Um, and in a, in an era when cartoons have more depth to them, so that we as as dads who love the show can still watch it, and our version of the Ninja Turtles was pretty thin in terms of narrative. Well, here's what I want to say to that. While I do understand that Nickelodeon is a machine, but being there for the Comic-Con marketing launch of Ninja Turtles a year almost before the show was there, I could say with full confidence, not quotable sources, but full confidence that Nickelodeon did not anticipate this being the huge hit that it is for them. That's good to know. And the other reason I know that, too, is that uh, Heath Heitch, who's been on the show, a big toy uh, nerd, he pointed out when I was on the road and buying Ninja Turtles for Christmas, he said that because they were out at Target right before Christmas, like three weeks to Christmas, yeah. they were completely out of the action figures, and that these overstock stores that pop up for just Christmas sales had them for $3 cheaper than what they were at Target. He said that means that the people making the toys, the people making the show, all of these people in the supply chain did not know that this was going to sell like this come Christmas. Mm. That's what that means. And so I think that's that, cool. that's that going back to my previous point is I think there is something about 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that connects with all people. Because I could sit there and watch the show as a 34-year-old man yeah. and enjoy it and like it and love it. I could get to the, like, I uh, well, you know this, but the listeners don't. I took a voiceover workshop with Rob Paulson, and I got to hear him constantly. Who is? Raphael in the original Turtles, and now Donatello in the new Ninja Turtles. And not to be confused with Paul Robson, yeah. who is not a voiceover actor. Not at all. I think he sells He's a, real estate. He does, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he does. I said he does, yeah, because that was what I was going to say. I could tell. <laughs> That's why we're in love. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, but that you know that there's an element of that that I got to say to my kid. Uh, hey, guess what, Dad? Tomorrow, while you're at your friend's birthday party. I'm going to go hang out with the guy who uh, does the voice of Donatello. Has has been half of the turtles in his lifetime. (laughs) And his his reaction was, wow. (laughs) And then, same thing, uh, Nolan North... Uh, was on uh, it was on the the movie the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle animated movie that came out in like oh five or oh seven. I want to yeah, say he 05. played Raphael as well. He played Raphael. I didn't know it until I saw the movie, and I had just done the episode of the Dad Podcast with him, and I got to tell. Him. It's really dumb. I here's the thing. I say this stuff not honestly as a brag, but I'm curious to see what my kid's reaction to. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. my kid has seen his dad's face on a CD, and he has the correct reaction. He should. He has the reaction of yeah, anybody could be on a CD, Dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's not like. Comedy Central produced your album. Right, right, right. Uh, he just looks at it, he's like, oh, is that you? Okay. You know? Uh, and so I'm curious that when he has these kind of things that would be cool to me as a kid, I would assume, uh, where I say, I go, you know, Nolan North, he was he was at the house. He was on Dad's podcast. He's like, oh, that's cool. Not as cool as it was hanging out with Donatello. Oh, uh, funny. Yeah. The, even though he, and he, he understands that there are guys who do the voice. Like, right, he completely right, right, right. gets that. Uh, but and totally loves it, and then now has started. To, if he hears people that sound like it, he goes, "That's the guy who plays Michelangelo." Really? And I go, "He's no, not right." No, he sounds like him. <laughs> no, he did. Uh, the guy he uh, pointed out was uh, Beast Boy on Teen Titans. Really? That's he impressive. Goes, that guy sounds like uh, Michelangelo. I go, "That is the guy who's the." Voice it is of the Michael. same guy. Yeah, it's oh, the same that's guy. Funny, yeah. Um, but now I'm off topic. I got. I would guess what I was trying to say is, is that all of that coming together is that I, I find it interesting that there is something about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that grabs people, and I think it's funny that it ever disappeared. Well, that's the It thing. almost seems like a Star Wars-esque thing. Well, I mean, I think there are some things in our current American uh, pop culture that just that are just stories that we love, and every now yeah. and it seems like every decade or so, a new one gets to enter that very elite family of stuff that never goes away. Superman, Batman, I mean the Star Trek, Star Wars. Uh, I would say Star Wars. I don't maybe Star Trek. Uh I I would making all new movies. Wh- and which everybody are great. loves them. And they but they're they're not at the same franchise level. And I mean, look who's talking. I, I watched Deep Space Nine today. Mm-hmm. Twice. The <laughs> but they they're not at the same franchise level as Star Wars or Superman or Batman where there are comic books. I see. There yeah. are video games, there are There's you know, not Angry Birds Star Trek. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it's great. And Star Trek's up there. It's probably like you know, it, it, don't you think? Though, I, here's what I think. I think it's because Lucas has always been unbelievably free with his uh, licensing. Yeah, there is like, that. You know, like I remember there, watching it when we were in college. They had a, a, a site devoted 
where uh, that that he didn't necessarily create, but there was because he would never gave anybody a cease and desist. Yeah. You could literally make your own Star Wars fan film out of anything. You could do it. Yeah, you, you could, could just do it decide now. I'm going to do it. Yeah, here right it now. is, and he would be like, Great. you could do. You could, and if it got popular enough, and you could get like some of them, he would even look at and then yeah. go, oh, and then write somebody a letter. And go, oh, I thought that was good, and blah blah blah. Yeah, what you did here. which is super smart. But the one of the reasons why they did that is because they created this deep sense of longing, like you said about Ninja Turtles, it went away for. 15 years that's how long we were without star wars movies we mm-hmm. you know from 83 to 99 that's a long time to go without one of the best fran- one of the most lucrative franchises in history and that i actually believe is what generated the the desire for it that it was so successful and then so quiet <laughs> and it had this like this aching need i remember i remember in even 95 being like what happens in episodes one and three (laughs) what is going on uh and it just builds and builds and i think ninja turtles is definitely in that area what i'm saying is that star trek i think i think they're a little bit more protective they want to they want to fit it under their umbrella they are more controlling with their franchises that's for sure and and have been limited because of gene roddenberry's vision of star trek limited with how they can franchise it out there was a really cool uh rts game back when those were huge starcraft and warcraft 2 that with like every game, it, like right now, every game is an M or was about three years ago an MMORPG. Uh, this was at the time in the late '90s where every game had to be an RTS, and they were building a Borg-based RTS where you go around as the Borg in nine chapters invade planets throughout the the Alpha Quadrant. So you go to Ferenginar and invade the Ferengi, and then you go to Romulus and and uh, assimilate the Romulans. Go to Kronos and assimilate the Klingons, and they shut it down. It was halfway through development, and they said it doesn't really match with the the spirit of Star Trek, and so mm-hmm. it it just disappeared. And I have to this day, and that's why there is no documentary called "The People versus Gene Roddenberry" <laughs> because they fix it. Gene Roddenberry didn't. <laughs> yeah. He shuts it, all it down. Wrong. He doesn't let anything. There's no whoa. That's an interesting question. Then we could get back to video games. What is the Jar Jar Beaks of Star Trek? Have we covered this before? Uh, I feel like I have thought about it personally. <laughs> um, the Jar Jar Binks of Star. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Star Trek Voyager is the Jar Jar Binks of Star Trek. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That entire series. It's so. My first reaction was the uh, radioactive scrub scene. In Enterprise. No, no, no. That's them That's them just being uh, millennials. Like, you remember during that time in film, like, uh, what was the movie that came out? Wild Wild West. If you go back and watch any of the, the previews for movies from, like, 99 to 2001, they... It had so much sex, it's almost embarrassing. Mm. Like the previews, that movie, Wild Wild West, the the screenshot is the Asian woman lifting up her skirt, sitting her bare ass down on a desk and flipping it down again. That's the preview. I mean, it's, you know, bullets and guns and all this other stuff that doesn't make any sense. So, Will Smith, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was just like the thing at the time, yeah. at the beginning of the millennium. Just sex, 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 sex. Um, no, the, the Star Trek Voyager suffered from the same thing that Jar Jar did and does, is that it's just something that Jar Jar is supposed to be funny. We said so, it wasn't, he wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. He said things that were supposed to be funny. Take that, computer. Go hit my laptop. <laughs> uh, Star Trek Voyager was supposed to be Star Trek. This is sort of playing at like, we're, we're doing all the things that you want. It's an adventure story. They're in space. They're getting along. There's kind of conflict. There's mm-hmm. aliens. Here's Don't a, you love it? 
here's what I uh, I think is going to be a great new segment on the show. Oh, I love it already. Uh, here's what I, because you have such a profound knowledge on it uh, <laughs> is that I think it, maybe once a month. I don't think it would be fair to do to you to do it weekly, mm-hmm. but I think once a month we should figure out uh, why the world would be better if it were Star Trek. So that, like, for instance... I don't understand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, as a prime example right now, uh, very prevalent in the news, is the U.S. government shutdown. I say U.S. because we are global. Yes. Um, so the government shut down because they can't agree on a budget because uh, I guess people are upset about Obamacare. Don't know if that's really it. But, so, uh, we present this issue, and uh, either A how Star Trek would fix it, ah. or B, why a problem like this would never exist in the Star Trek universe. Well, I think you know the answer. You can, you can uh, extrapolate and create an audio thesis in a, in a minute. But you could answer this one. What do you mean? I mean, you, the answer of how Star Trek would make it better or why it would never exist in the Star Trek universe. I feel like Jordy would probably tell everybody to read a book. Okay. <laughs> There's no money in the future. There's no... <gasps> you are baiting me. They have me. credits. You're baiting me. They have credits. <laughs> the entire point of Star Trek in the uh, after the Third World War, uh, which is coming up in about 20 years. <laughs> uh, actually, I think it happened in 96. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, but then there was another... I think it happened when we were in high school. No, there was a eugenics war in 96, and then the Third World War happened somewhere in the 2020s. We totally missed the eugenics war? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another thing that was wrong with Voyager, because they went back to 1996, and there's no eugenics. Uh, Oh, Jar Jar. Worst. So, um... Misa think you should have eugenics. (laughs) Janeway. They just sort of ice over it. They don't tell you when he's supposed to have had in the new Star Trek movie. They don't mention when he did those horrible things. It just, it, it happened. Who in, did the horrible thing? In, uh, Khan in the in the. Oh, new, that was the eugenics. That's the eugenics war. He's a oh. relic of the eugenics war that that ended in 1996. Did you? Uh, did, did I tell you how long? Spoiler alert for Into Darkness. Uh, <laughs> did I tell you how long it took me to figure out that that guy was Khan? No. In Into Darkness. Really? A long time. Oh, Longer man. than I would care to admit. The, the moment they said that wasn't a. Um, that wasn't a, an archive. That was our secret lab, Section 33. I knew what the entire movie was about. Because of Section 33. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Section 31. Forgive me. Because the, in you Enterprise, they did a whole backwards thing where they showed that Section 31 was deeply connected to the eugenics things. I knew then that they were going to be pulling in Khan because he's the king of eugenics and and augments and and superhumans. And I knew what the whole movie was about in that well moment done. of time. Well done. Uh, yeah. So it know. spoiled itself? I just know. Or it, did it make you go? <laughs> it's it's like going to to Sunday school, right? Like you know the you know the you Bible know story. How it ends. Yeah, yeah, you're like I I know the Bible story. I, okay, this is. But the it one doesn't we're make doing. it less entertaining. Yeah, of course not. Okay. I mean, I'm talking about Star Trek in the films. Okay. Ah, yeah. there's a, a volcano. It was so great. Um, so there's no money. So the point of Earth is after the Third World War, people started to put their. It was a life changing event. It was like a come to Jesus moment. Everybody went, oh no, we seriously could. Destroy the earth. We really have gotten to the point where we have the potential of wiping off the face of the earth. We have got to take this peace thing seriously. They put down their guns, 
they work together on a unified space program uh, th thanks to the human's interaction with Vulcans uh, in first contact, and they realize that the galaxy and the universe is bigger than themselves, and that propels them towards becoming a, a peaceful people. Within a generation, war, poverty, um, all the bad things that you see in San Francisco and New York City <laughs> evaporate, and we become a peace-loving nation. And then from there, we ripple out a new country, a new nation called the Federation, and that happens somewhere in the early 22nd century. Oh, okay, so we got another We got a little bit of time. Yeah, we get some okay. time. <laughs> All right. So that's how long about a generation would take. And so there would be no, there's no Obamacare, there's no welfare system, there's no uh, government shutdown due to uh, problems with economics because there are no economics, there are no politics like that. The finances are very different. So no money. Yeah, no money. So how do you decide how much, how big a house people get? Um, well, everybody, that's a good point because they're, they kind of, depending on which episode and where you're at, it, it kind of shifts back and forth because there are times where there are credits and energy yeah, credits that's what I thought. and that kind of thing. But the, the idea is that uh, everybody's contributing to society. And so, Communism. Yeah, more socialism. Mm. <laughs> uh, but people have goals and they have ambitions. But the idea, the idea being that with the final frontier, there's enough room for everybody to go. So sort of like when when people first started invading yeah. North or you know uh, the continent, pushing Indians off the land, they were like, "Oh, I get all of this, so I don't need to squabble with my neighbor because I have all of this." That's kind of what space is like. Whatever your interest is, just get off the planet and go, go do, it. do it. Yeah. Oh, all right. See, there you go. Once again, Star Trek has fixed the United States of America, possibly <laughs> the world. So I wanted to go to the sandbox. <laughs> oh, wait. Were we already in the sandbox? My we're eyes! Kind of like... Oh, I got sand <laughs> in my eyes, and I didn't even need to be here, possibly. Now, we're here. S'more sand for you. <laughs> we were definitely kind of hanging out in the sandbox already, having that lovely conversation about franchises and... and Ninja Turtles. And, and uh, uh, how would you call it? Like... Ingrained stories. You know that that principle of um, they're just human stories that we, that we keep what <laughs> that we that keep principle. retelling. Like Star Wars taps into the one of the things they acclaim of why A New Hope did so well is it just taps into these very regular characters and very regular story of you know an old wizard and a young knight and, and that kind of you just sort of see these same stories. Yeah, there's retold. tons of books about the archetypes that That's were used in the mythos of you know of uh, Star Wars. And you see the and you see them in a lot of very successful. And that how stuff. it's in a lot of ways it's almost a textbook formula yeah like even like not that he uh created it but that yeah. he was using it he was using it yeah. he'll, he'll admit that at least consistently the like but you see star trek next generation had those archetypes like the the cast of seven definitely lock into these guys uh harry potter i think is is in that realm of of a list yeah. of ninja turtle town yeah for sure that's the most recent i think and they um uh, so I, I think all that conversation about archetypes is fantastic. But what I was going to ask Thundercats, <laughs> definitely Thundercats. If there's one franchise that has nailed the archetypes of boredom, wow. it's, it's Thundercats. Have you I'm, watched the Thundercats no, as a grown man? No, I'm just saying that that was an, an ensemble. It was successful when we were kids. <sighs> Obviously, doesn't hold up. Uh, but but they, that's my point. They tried to relaunch on Cartoon Network, and it did okay. Yeah. 
But uh, I think they had the same archetypes. You know, I don't know. I think that that was something. I, I I did not watch the relaunch, but I don't think that they had any archetypes. I think that they just had cool drawings. It was like looking at a poster. Oh, okay. Like if you if you take a still shot. No, I thought like, that oh, that's Lionel neat. was like a Luke Skywalker. Yeah, so you think that because maybe they, they were pull, tapping into archetypes without actually doing the things that the archetypes do. There was a lot of talking. Yeah, I have to watch it again. It was all talking because they couldn't afford actual action scenes. So there's no fighting. There's no. There's just like, I'm going to do this. No, no, you gotta stop. I'm yeah, trapped right. in a room. There's a lot of uh, fighting and then all of a sudden he'd whip out a sword and battle over. Yeah, exactly. There was short, short, because it costs money to swing a sword. Yeah. It's easy and to Mumra make. had to change every time, but then only to return. Yeah. <laughs> Mum, rah, rah, rah. No different thing. Um, so the, uh, but this kind of goes into this sort of rolling concept of franchises, which makes me think of the replay value of games, which is what I've asked uh, our our listeners to talk about of like what makes you come back to a franchise? What makes you come back to a game and play the exact same game again and again? What game have you played, Justin, multiple times, uh. if any? Like Madden it, is the only game I've played. Yeah, I was going to say, I know that because of the sports game, but that doesn't really count because that's... I think it does. That's an interest in a sport. That's not an interest in no. a game. I'm talking about picking up, like beating a no. game from beginning We've to end. We've talked about this part, though, before, is that this is why I'm so intrigued, which I finally, uh, I maybe should have mentioned this in the Entertainment Center, but I finally have a couple people that have joined my Madden League that I just started by myself, <laughs> uh, one of them being a listener. So, uh, Welcome to the league. Thanks, live. Y seven seven T whatever your gamer tag was. I <laughs> Something forgot with the name. word sly. Uh, but anyway, so I'm stoked because with doing the Madden 13 league and then now doing Madden 25, what's interesting uh, and that I think it fits into what you're about to say is that I don't play it for just the love of football. There are other elements to the franchise mode that has okay. always been what's interested me. I will not just pick up like you are the only person that I have just picked up and said, I'll just play a Madden game. And there was like there was a, a an old stage manager at Nickelodeon that I lost a bet with. Uh, we had like a fun night or whatever. I don't know if you're around for them, but I bet I could beat him in Madden because I thought I was good. But I didn't really spend a lot of time playing online. I just uh, played with my friends and stuff. Yeah, I do remember that. And uh, so he he beat me handily. Uh and I and so and then I realized I'm like yeah but this isn't the fun part of Madden for me yeah the minute they came up with that season mode and the yeah. minute they came up with that franchise mode I was like oh my gosh this is it like where you get to build and there's an arc and remember I used to I was the general manager and head coach of the Seattle Seahawks and Chad. Uh, Jones? Oh, God, this is going to bother me that I can't pull his name. Anyway, he was an outside linebacker. He was this big uh, star of a linebacker in the 90s for the, or maybe the early 2000s. No, it's the 90s, uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. And I, uh, he was a holdout. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I added that as an element. And so what I did was I benched him, let him sit the whole season on a bench, and let his ratings drop, and then cut him. Right. Like just, to say, to, just, just to, to say, just to say F you to this digital character, despite this polygon based fake person. But but here's here's my question in terms of replay value of games. What is the oldest Madden game that you own? Ah, um, right now. Madden 13. Yeah. The last previous years. One. And you're actively playing. You haven't put that down. No. What I'm saying, like it's it, you played a game in a franchise like you're picking up the next game. I but see. You have not picked up. 
you know, what's a game you beat the whole way to the end? You beat most of your games, right? All you of play, them. you play until you beat all them. of them except Hitman. Those are the only right. ones that I never finished. You loved Uncharted. Sucker in and buy. Have you sat down and played? You're like, you know what? That Uncharted game was solid. I want to experience no. that story again. No, yeah, I'm not see, wired you, that way. That's what I'm saying. You don't replay a game. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, you may continue to play a game, and that's yeah. great. Uh, but like, right, you've finished Skyrim. Can I get half credit for Madden though for replay? Yeah, because you okay. get the sports credit. You see, sports gamers live on a different frequency. Oh. We're like we're like cousins. Okay, we're not exactly the same, but we share enough DNA that we can't get married. <laughs> Fair enough. No, no U.S. court is going to let us not get married though. So I asked our our friend. So the, it's funny we spend so much time talking about Star Wars. Let's tell you the game. Friends. Let's some of them are. Let's keep it for Sam is a friend. Sam. So, uh, he wears a sweater vest. <laughs> Do I sound like I wear a sweater vest? <laughs> yes. Not a drop, guys. That was me. That was all I am nailing it. Oh my gosh, that microphone <laughs> is like one with your mouth right now. Uh, that. That's got mine. it. <laughs> I'll uh I'll buy a new one of these no, things. It's okay. uh, <laughs> so I uh I've played Portal Two through multiple times, as well as Portal One. Like I will be doing something and be like you know what i needed to experience is portal and then i'll play through it like it's a movie and and experience the whole thing again uh i pick up uh star wars force unleashed one about every 18 months or so really and i'll play it through again oh my gosh this here's the i i'm just saying this i'm so excited yeah because (laughs) this literally frustrates me why it okay, seems wait. like such a colossal waste of time. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Fascinating. So I, I want to pick up Red Dead Redemption and play that again. I would love to sit down and play that one more, more time. Oh. Uh, hold it. Hold it in. <laughs> uh, but I have played, somebody asked Skylanders. I've played through Skylanders several times. It's a bit of a variance because the, the characters level up as you play. And I have so many characters that it's actually, I'm experiencing the game at a whole nother level because I didn't have all these abilities the first time through playing it. And that's how the game is designed, is shorter games be able to play. So I, I give myself half credit for the Skylander titles. Um, but <laughs> Doc, you're self-credit. Yeah. I'd also give myself half credit for Guild Wars, the first Guild Wars, because I played it through in se- I didn't beat the campaign, so no credit there. Never mind. I only beat it once on one character, because that those games are freaking long. Um, but and, Like, I played the Uncharted games, but I have not replayed and beat them. Those, are, I think, are the only ones that I can think of that I've actually been like, I need to I need to replay that game. Like, I want to play it again. So I asked our community, what were you going to say? You you were holding something in. Well, I was going to say, um, I w- when you said Red Dead Redemption for a second, I was going to say, oh, I would do that. And then you said, mm. I go, no, I would do the DLC because I still have the Undead Nightmares. Yeah, to see, that's and- oh, Infamous. That's, that's my whole point for bringing it up. I have played both Infamous games through twice because you get to experience the dark and the light. See, so, but that to me is not what you're saying. But that—that that would a different be different game you're playing. Yeah, it, it's a—it's the same game, but it's built in replay value. So I would agree. I give myself. We get half credit. Right. Have you played those through twice? Though, oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So half credit. Yeah. I may. No, I did. I I did them both. Infamous Two is just such a phenomenal game. But I think doesn't it let you like you once you finish you could go back and do the same character but start again but you have a lot of the powers or no. something it just makes you start anew. You start anew. Okay. Start afresh. Yeah. Then I did it. I I know I did that for both of them. Right. 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 Um, yeah. I don't there. So the Vita has maybe become that for me. Yeah. In that I mean I'm playing. Uh, I've so I I recently deleted Siphon Filter from my mm-hmm. Vita, and I bought. Um, Abe's Exodus yeah, or Abe's Odyssey, right. the sequel to a- the Odd World, and I'm gonna go back and 
to a certain point in the game and see if I can't save 51 guys so I can finish it oh, right, yeah, yeah. which is killing me because I've already played all the levels, but and I could watch the cutscene. Yeah, I'm gonna never mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna you just gonna do it. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna watch the cutscene on YouTube and then I'm gonna pick up the sequel. That's how I had to do it for that Arkham. game was hard. Yeah, no, that I that and I have no like desire a, to prove myself. That's a punishment. That's how I was with Arkham Asylum when that game crashed on the final boss. When and I it's mostly because I think I will enjoy the uh, Rayman game so much more because oh, they will be a new experience. And then from there, I plan to move on to Jack and Daxter, uh, the collection. Uh, but I'm oh. hoping by then they will have Ratchet and Clank because I think I prefer those two. But I've never played Jack and Daxter. Yeah. But I feel good. like I'm cheating on Ratchet and Clank if I don't no, no, finish those first. Do them all together. So uh, some of our friends said, um, I have the wrong view here, said uh, Skyrim, which blows my mind. Start over and play again? Yeah. Like, play it through. But that, well... Here's the thing that has built-in replay value because you have different species. Uh, That's you the have... only replay value to it is the different species. But there's like you could choose to be a magic guy or a warrior. You could do all of that with one character as the war as the character. I oh can, yeah, you can't play through all. You of can the go arts. through and then do all the thief arc, all the warrior arc, and all the magic, or do none of them yeah. and just do the main storyline, or just wander around the map and let a ghost horse come by you and and. Become a van. Ah, oh, the game hurts my head. There's so many stories in it. A ghost horse came by you and became a Didn't you became I tell a you this story? I, uh, you told me about how you accidentally became a vampire. Is no, that okay, the story? So, so I was running from. Uh, this is why I knew this game was more brilliant than I was able to comprehend. So, uh, because everybody talks about wanting to build a game where the player has choices yeah. and story is king, Skyrim nails it. The only problem that they have is that the game is so complex that when it doesn't, when the content doesn't match up it feels jarring because they they nail it on every other level so when i become the the arc mage of of the magic town and then go into another town and people don't give me respect i think i deserve that's when the game like it kind of shows its hand because that's impossible for the game to to have all those different variances based on where you are in the game of like oh we've heard of you because now you're a big muckety muck but so I'm running. I'm. <laughs> I had. To, I was in the middle of a mission. Something happened. I wasn't. I had to survive. So I made the choice to sprint away from the town. I come to a crossroads, and I could either literally veer right and go into a town and and you know feel up, get some food, read better, or do whatever I was gonna do. You said feel up is in second base. No, no, fuel up. There we go. <laughs> uh, get more potions, whatever, and then double back and finish the mission that I was halfway through with. Or literally to my left, a a ghost horse trips through the forest and passes right in front of my path and looks at me. The guy on the horse, the specter, looks at me and then goes down the path. I was like, are you kidding me? I am actively choosing not to follow this ghost because I'm in the middle. And that's that's generating this personal story for me because I, I made the choice to be like, I will never know what that was all about. I saw a random ghost. And had I chose my own adventure, I could have gone down and you know helped him. Did you Google it? No, that it's a far better story. <laughs> I love the the mystery inside of that of like that that's real. That's that's a real choose your own adventure moment. And I went back and I got fueled up and I went in there and felt everybody up and won the game. <laughs> but I'll never know <laughs> if 
I was supposed to, you know, you know re- help him reclaim his, his undeadhood or, you know, he was going to mug me. I don't know what that thing was going to do. You played seven minutes in Dungeon. <laughs> so Skyrim, that one blows my mind. And someone else mentioned another game because there's, there's a lot of great games to, to, to replay through. Red Dead Redemption, somebody mentioned. Uh, Mass Effect, that was the other one that I was like, really? Mass Effect 1, could you imagine replaying that game? Yeah, because uh, there are like different choices that you could make. I've I've always been curious to. Uh, it's this is my uh, my ghost horse is. Uh, I've been curious to see what happens if you're a renegade and you're just a, a dick to everybody uh, yeah, in yeah, that yeah. game. Because I've always chosen. Very rarely do I choose the like you right. know reaction. I'm always like, hey guys, let's just all smoke a bowl and everybody. Yeah, be yeah, happy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, low conflict, low impact. I like that I said that like I actually smoked pot. That was pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I get that part of it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But but again, I'm not wired this way. I'm really trying to think of yeah. a game I want to go back to. And see, in. that's the thing. Uh, these games that we've listed like are happy exceptions of Infamous. Though That's a game where they're like, Sucker Punch sat down and like, replay value in a game is important. How do we actively build into the game so that you are encouraged to play it through twice? That we we create enough content to where it would be a different experience if you did it twice. And that's a pretty substantial game already. So by altering the powers, altering the cutscenes, like you get to play it through and it it almost becomes a different a different narrative because you get to be maniacal instead of benevolent. Uh, so that I, I have a lot of respect for games that do the replay, but build it into the game naturally, like Skylanders and such. But I I cannot see... I, it, it's the element to, to Skyrim that I don't get of, like, the there are 40 different races or whatever you get to choose, and a really detailed build-your-own-face system in it. And you, the game discourages you from playing it through multiple times because it has so much content. Like the idea to me of playing that game the whole way through and then be like, you know what? I may have just clocked 200 hours in the game. You know what I need? Some more Skyrim. I need to see what it's like if I'm a high elf instead of a salamander. What's that going to be like? I can't even imagine. You know, it's going to be like this is the same freaking thing. <laughs> but to, like, here's to go back to me and Madden, uh, and I know we need to wrap up, but that. To me, that franchise mode, especially now, like being an owner, but even before they had this new owner thing, like there's there's story elements to that game uh, that I because to me that what you're talking about is to finish the game and go right back mm-hmm. is different from finishing, tossed aside, and then sitting around like what you're describing and saying I need to go back. That's fair. To That's that fair. Game. I guess there's a different. I do know of someone that beat. Uh, Elder Scrolls 4 all the way through and, like it was his life and then one day decided he had had enough and he was going to start over again with a whole new character Jeez, like Lord. that like it's his job that frustrates me <laughs> like that that seems like a colossal waste of time in Disney Infinity there is an award for spending two hours on your pirate ship Jeez, there's an award for it they they expect you to sail around the digital ocean for 120 minutes minimum to get an award in one element of the game. Do you know this because you saw it? Or it's do on the you know list it because it's okay. okay, good. Like, it's on the list of, of your, checkable items. Your anger really made you want it to be like, like I'm surfing around. I'm like, oh, how do I get to this? Bing! What the hell? Oh, like, I should. What's my child doing? You have earned the Black Pearl is yours trophy. And you're like what? And then you look it up. It's like two hours. Like. 
You actually expected me to do this? That was an expectation. Are you kidding me? And, like, I, and I met it? No, no. I think I think it was funny that you're angry after you did it. Like, you're angry that it was an expect, expect, expected after you've achieved it. Of course it. you would do this. Why wouldn't you play for two hours? It's awesome to sail around on this boat. No, no that's not, what's making me laugh is the idea of you being angry that it is an expectation, even though you did it. Like, got that's what it. I said. Oh, like, got it. That not is. mad that you did it or sad about it. Like, you fully own that you were on that ship for two hours because you love the game. <laughs> but almost like you thought it was a, an injustice to everyone else or, you know what I mean, or just to the world in general. That's what was going on in my brain. <laughs> I love it when we go to your brain. It's so soft and squishy. There's a lot of colors, I imagine, in your mind. Just but, a lot of so a lot of pastels, no. orange and peaches. And I don't think so. I, it would be fun to to lawnmower man me and vice versa. I would love it. Yeah, I would love to get someone else's perspective on my head. But I would walk around in your head. I bet there's a there's lot. There's a of, TED talk that said sooner you will be able to do that. Oh, that's all bullshit. Within our generation, that's crazy talk. No, but they, they said that they've figured out a way to project. I told you this. They figured out a way to project images from connecting electrodes to a mouse's brain, and so they did it in two colors, mm. right? And so through the two different colors, they could project, project an image of what the mouse was seeing onto a screen. And so they said, and they did it through reading the signals within its brain, right? And so he said, so that also, means... Also, it has magic. Right. <laughs> uh, also, that means theoretically that you could transfer, uh, you could convert thoughts into binary code, mm. which means that thoughts could be downloaded, yeah, which yeah. means thoughts could be uploaded. Yeah. So he said, eventually, you, it's, it's plausible that you could have someone's entire uh, thoughts and memories uploaded to your own brain. Oh, that's fascinating. And that's what he say. His whole point was is that through our awareness of technology and this spike in autism cases uh, is mostly due to the fact that we have so much so much stimulus that it's an evolutionary reaction to the new world and that either some people, he goes, we're seeing more and more people that are born that can literally remember everything they've ever seen. He said, so they are an extreme example of those channels of uh, intake being broadened and he said, and the opposite of people becoming more plastic in what they can process. And that's like where the cases of autism show up. And so he says this divergence of e extremity, he says, he believes is uh, a new form of uh, evolution where, and then you incorporate all this technology. And so he said that our grandchildren's uh, children might be in a separate species of human that he is called huma, uh, homo evolutus. How old is this guy? Uh, he's in his 60s, yeah. 50s, 60s. Yeah, I, I should have written it down before you said it. Why? Because anybody over the age of 60 always comes up with some crackpot thing like that because they're near the end of their life, and so they just expect the rest of humanity is near the end of its current existence. No, that's not what he's saying. I know, but it's part of what I'm, I'm casting dispersions on his on his perspective because he's near – it's like it's like Harold Camping saying the world is ending because the guy is 90. He thinks the world is going to end because his life no, will be ending. He's not, but at no point does he say – the world is ending. No, I know. He's just saying that things are going to change. Right. To some dramatic, crazy level. <laughs> no, <but he's>, <laughs> <laughs> a new species I don't, because television exists? But, but what you're saying, species, what you're saying, yeah. species is like, the way you're saying it is like they're going to become lizards. What he's saying no, no, no. is... Like we have homo... Uh, he, in his, you should watch the TED Talk I before you have this argument. Because his point is is that the difference uh, between uh, the current man and... Uh, like what he I think what he talked about, like he says DNA-wise. Like the difference between us and chimpanzees, he breaks down to a percentage point. And he says it is this small of a gap. Hmm. And so he uses that as a reference point to say 
that uh, with this new change and things that are happening, that uh, that the idea that you could be literally, uh, he's saying that we could become more technologically uh, in tuned, like yep. connected to the world. Uh, the fact that we could uh, grow organs with a, he said they made a mouse uh, liver yep. with using uh, proteins on a 3D printer. So he says, instead of ink and plastic, we put in uh, enzymes and proteins, and they printed up a mouse liver. And they plugged it in. Yeah, and so he said that, he goes, so now we're, we're hitting this time where you could literally grow somebody an organ and all of these things. And so uh, he says, within, and he, and the fa- he points out the fact that things changed rapidly in yeah. the last 10 years. So he says, if you use all that, he's not saying that, he, that everything is going to change. He's saying that if you use what his, what we're seeing happen in reference to like uh, the difference between us and say chimpanzees, right? The, the minimum school, the minimal difference that there is. And he says that uh, uh, combined with the fact that technology is progressing at this exponential rate. He said, he's just pointing out that faster than we could, uh, than we could anticipate, it gets to a point where you could download somebody's thoughts and, Hmm. and yada, yada, yada. And he goes, so your grandchildren's children theoretically could be different from you in what their ability, their ability to process information Fascinating. Is, is all he's really saying. He's not saying that he's not saying we're going to have third eyes or anything no. But like, like I mean, to say that we're become another species, like to say Cro-Magnon man, the difference between us and that that evolutionary period of human existence, like that. I mean, how long ago did that happen? So to say, like we're on the cusp of this, and we've hyperextended it because now we have computers and and iPhones. It just seems like a jump. But I will watch the TED Talk because should. it's good. Because it took me about three years before I learned that Ted wasn't actually a guy. <laughs> it's an airline. That's what I thought. <laughs> I was like, why does everybody need to talk about airlines? <laughs> we've talked about so much. We have nothing to talk about yeah. next week. Let's take next week off. All right. <laughs> well, that was our show. Hope you enjoyed it. Oh, was there more games? Said I feel like I cut you off. On oh, that. just to say, uh, let's see. Uh, that was Goko Sun said Mass Effect. Brandon Eddy said Ratchet and Clank. The Sly Games, Metal Gear Rising, Sonic Generations, and he said Skyrim. Uh, I guess the trophies add a lot of replay value to the games these days. So you can try to get 100% in your favorite games. That makes sense. Um, uh, Hassan Harami said Burnout Paradise. I don't even know that game. Do you know that game? Yeah. It's a racing game. Ah, that makes sense. Sly, GTA, San Andreas, Infamous, Uncharted 2 Online. Is there an Uncharted 2 Offline? Uh, no, I think what he's saying is the online multiplayer. Oh, that's okay. Like he goes back to playing that. Yeah, because that was that. my thought was Call of Duty. Yeah, like Halo or any of those. But that's that, that feels more like a sport, but to go through. Uh, Ryan Wheatley said probably Sly 2, Jack Watley. and Daxer. The, what's that? Watley. Is Watley, like the Precursor Legacy in Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. And Cody was their first one to respond, and he said, Oh, man, I know I replayed Slide 2 more than a few times, but I still really like Portal 2. Me too, Cody. Seems like no matter how many times I beat that same chamber, I can always find a better way later on. Oh, yeah, and it's hilarious. Yeah, see, I think think that those that's what, if we were to kind of uh, tie this up with a bow, I think the impression that I would get is that there has to be something, some elements of the gameplay that is fun, to to do that makes you go wow that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. slick and I think that Sly has a lot of that uh, and I think that um, Portal has a lot of that those are the two that kind of leap out at me as far yep. as the gameplay the other ones that are really narrative driven and story driven that's the one that's like 
But I guess on some level, it's like watching as good as it gets again. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. why not pop that in? Because it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, exactly. Even though I know how it ends and I know what's going to happen, there's an emotional thing that maybe I am not wired to participate in. Maybe once my son has evolved uh, beyond our the species, 2.0. then he can explain to me It'll how to emotionally connect it. Yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> the, uh, because, he, because these things are... Uh, franchises that we will want to see around forever and ever and ever and ever. Right. There. Now that's a perfect bow. Well done. Well done. We did this it. This is the best show we've ever done. <sighs> well, thank we... you to Kate Upton for all her hard work. Yeah. Thanks uh, Thanks for your inspiration uh, for all things that are us. And if you would like to buy me a Skylander, please do. Yeah. I, uh, I have a couple of them coming on release day, and I will probably be playing them right now. There you go. If you uh, don't want to buy Kevin a Skylander, here's what you can do for when you're buying something or asking uh, mom and dad to hook you something up for Christmas. Why don't you have them click through the Amazon banner on second yeah, how about or the- GamerlandPodcast.com. I apologize for my misslip. Although, if you go to SecondPunniesPodcast.com, it's got an Amazon banner there, too. Uh, do that. You can send us an email to show at GamerlandPodcast.com. Follow us on the Twitter at GamerlandPod. You can like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash GamerlandPodcast. Don't forget to go to Facebook.com slash I Once Cooper's own animated series so we can Betty White this bitch. Yeah. On behalf of Kevin Miller, this is Justin Warship saying, <gasps> okay, okay, bye. bye.